I guess we can get into that later, but I feel like we ate the wrong children. Yes! <laughs> I, thank you! There are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Do one, do one, do one! We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. What's this month's theme, Casey? We decided to be a Rolling Stone and skip across the pond to bloody old England. <laughs> we will not do accents during this episode, I promise. We're oh, watching British we movies. Yeah. Last week, I graced us with uh, graced us is a is a bold term, maybe. Yeah, um, it might be a step too far, I think. I brought Michael Caine and Sir Roger Moore with bullseye exclamation mark, Dave. What have you got in store for us this week? I brought something that I've been meaning to watch for quite a while now. This actually came out in 2011, and I remember seeing trailers and thinking, oh, that looks kind of cool. I should check it out. And then I just never did. So now (laughs) here we are, 12 years later, and I finally have an excuse to force myself to sit down and watch it. We watched the action comedy, question mark, Attack the Block. Maybe that was your brain protecting you. Maybe you should listen to your intuition more, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to be all woo-woo on you, but... (laughs) Dave, to get us started, we're going to need an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. You're at your dealer's house buying a bag. And then, you know, having a smoke. When a group of plucky kids burst in yelling about aliens or dogs or whatever, honestly. You're far too torn between ordering Chinese and pizza to listen that closely. Like... Because you're, you know, setting them aside, you're wondering, Cause, can I get General So's pizza? Is that an option? Like, this is a mm. combination Panda Express Pizza Hut. Why not? They <laughs> right. can't throw me right. out. Sweet and sour chicken pizza. <laughs> Fuck me up. As you're going through those thoughts, several bear-sized black aliens with glowing teeth burst in. In the 10 seconds before you regret not ordering food before having to shit yourself and run for your life, sell us on this movie. The Goonies, but British, fight guerrilla aliens while running from drug dealers in the Judge Dredd superblock. Five seconds, Dave. Very concise. Yeah, there's really not a lot of plot in this movie. (laughs) No, and honestly, like, I was thinking more that David Bell movie we watched... That was set in Detroit. Like, I wanted to see him up there, like, jumping around those little aliens when they're on the outside of the building. Like, oh, you're never going to catch him. He's French. Well, Casey, uh, the reason that I had to go to my weed dealer tonight is because, obviously, I just ran out, which also means that right now I was way too high to be driving. You were actually courteous enough to drive me over. I mean, not totally. You're, you're going to steal from my sack on the way out. I understand. Yes. Also, I'm too high to drive, but I love a prize. I have just come bursting out of the front door of this building. I don't know how I got down 19 floors that fast. 
I'm sprinting towards the car with these weird-looking gorilla aliens with the glow-in-the-dark grills coming after me. You've got about 10 seconds before we both get there, and they slam into the side of the car. In the time before that happens, sell us on this movie. A teenage stormtrooper terrorizes Doctor Who while blind poodles attack Earth. Watch this if you want to feel like spending time with the reason we used to burn aside in our 20s. Eight seconds! <laughs> the children in this film were so irredeemable. I'm just like, you know what? I would rather smell spermicide and gag than ever deal with that. I, every day, every day. I'll yeah, do a I shot of it. I would have appreciated more of them getting eaten. Yeah. Why don't we settle these disputes by going over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched? Attack the Block opens with John Boyega's character Moses and his plucky teenage crew mugging Sam. It was played by Jodie Whittaker. <laughs> Very pre-Doctor Who. The event is disrupted when a meteor falls from the sky, which turns out to actually be a dog-sized alien. After scratching Moses' face, the kids hunt it down and kill it with fireworks and a baseball bat, as, you know, fucking teenagers are wont to do. And curb stomping. They all were, like, kicking it and shit. Yeah, weird mix of, like, adorable, precocious childhood violence and then just, like... Murdering you an know, animal. normal, serious violence. <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to cheer for them murdering an animal. Okay, keep going, I guess. These are our heroes. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out, but either way... Jay, I know you, just like I, probably spent a lot of your teenage years just daydreaming about how you would protect the Earth from aliens if they showed up right now. I don't own a katana for no reason. Right. I'll just say that. <laughs> the boys take the dead alien back to their drug dealer's place. I'm not going to touch this point now, but we are going to come back to it. Really, <laughs> yeah. really accommodating drug dealer. While they're at their drug dealer, uh, a guy they call Hi-Hats, it starts to rain more aliens. So, what else is there to do but gather up your improvised weapons and go out alien hunting? Not go alien hunting? Yeah, go Maybe. home and play FIFA? Uh, yeah, Maybe. right. Well, spoiler alert, I guess they don't have much of an option because, as we will learn later, they killed the smaller hairless female which sprayed a few of the boys with her horny juice. And every other alien which shows up is a sex-crazed bear with impossibly black fur, glow-in-the-dark teeth, and a nose for Moses and friends. The boys quickly realize their mistake and flee from the aliens right into the hands of the police. Jodie Whittaker points them out, and they arrest Moses for, you know, the whole fucking mugging her thing earlier in the night. Yeah, seems reasonable. Yeah, right up until the point where the aliens show up and rip the cops into pieces. So, a couple of the boys steal the cop car to flee the aliens and ram it directly into their drug dealer Hi-Hat's car. Hi-Hat's is ready to kill the boys for disrespect, and frankly, acts pretty reasonable when they proclaim that they're running from aliens. I wouldn't buy that. Then his best mate is killed by an alien, and he proceeds to pretend that they don't exist, just focusing exclusively on murdering children for the rest of the film. I'm not a big fan of kids, but that thing tore your buddy's fucking throat out, man. It's real. So the boys get forced back to the block, which is a high-rise apartment tower, and the one called Pest gets bit. They learn that Sam, the girl they mugged earlier, is also a nurse, and also lives in the block, and they break into her apartment, demanding she treat their wounds. After more aliens attack, she gets a bit more sympathetic when Moses kills the aliens with a freaking katana. The boys end up separated in more ways than one. Like, one gets trapped in a dumpster. One gets his head torn off. Get it? Separated? 
Moses is saved by his girlfriend who kicks them out because she recognizes that they have it out for him. They're coming for Moses. They head all the way up to the top of the block intending to hide in Hi-Hat's weed room. Yeah, too bad for them. Hi-Hat's made it back first and is about to put a bullet in Moses' dome. In true movie irony, he ignores the warnings when people tell him to look behind him. And the aliens burst through the window, eating him alive in, again, a surprisingly graphic violence for a movie that also includes a super soaker full of lighter fluid. Being wielded by nine-year-olds. Wow. That that death is something. Hiding in the weed room, the boys figure out the pheromones thing and hatch a plan. Sam, who is not covered in pheromones, heads to Moses' apartment and turns on all of the gas stoves. Moses attaches the female's body to a backpack and leads all of the remaining aliens into his apartment, throws it into the kitchen, and then runs to the window, uses a firework to blow that motherfucker to bits, barely surviving the ordeal by hanging from a flag out of the window. <laughs> I just Why are we laughing? I wasn't laughing. Because it's fucking I ridiculous. I was because it was so <laughs> stupid and because fuck you. And because, of course, it's a goddamn Union Jack. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's uh, you pussies. Just kill him. <laughs> the film ends with the cops blaming Moses for everything and the crew for the murder of the cops. Sam, however, tries to come to their defense, denying that they were involved. As Moses contemplates his actions, the whole block chants his name as a hero, because heroism is genociding aliens for funsies. <laughs> Why is genocide always a theme at Shitty Cinema? Sure, I, like, that's legitimately, uh, right. you saw an animal you hadn't seen before, and it scratched you, so you murdered it. Are we asking ourselves the right questions <laughs> all the time? I don't time? know. I don't know. I, there's got to be more of these things out there. Like, this was a really, really low number landing. I, get, I don't know. We have no idea. Yeah, I, what's they, the spawn time? Maybe they, like, get pregnant and, like, shit out more in a day. I don't know. Yeah. I have a lot of questions about the uh, about these aliens that are the technically central figure of Attack the Block. So that, just a sure. quick overview. Um, as our Harry Potter-ass looking dude, uh, biology stoner, randomly decides in the movie runs with. These are apparently some kind of aliens that live individually inside meteors that crash onto the planet. And the singular female, at least in this case... Emits right. pheromones that draw all the males to her. They fuck like rabbits, overpopulate, and take over the planet. Right? That's the story, more or they less. They travel yeah. like spores through space. They tra- yeah. But they were like 35. Uh-huh. Correct. So, like, that's not a lot in terms of sp- space. is really, really big. Right. And they, they do 35, and then they take over, and then they all go in different directions again. Yeah, but it's not like anybody's shooting them. This is just totally random where they land. So, like, how often does just, like, all dude ones land? There was only one this time. Right. I think the dudes can swim through space to chase the female until she lands on something. I don't know. I don't fucking know, Dave. This is like asking me dinosaur questions. I don't know. Dave, I, I was thinking know. about the same thing, right? Like, what if what if they're just all flying by a planet and the one female one gets caught by the into the gravity well, falls into it, all the male ones just blow right, past, they just blow right past. into the sun. Now, <laughs> the, now there's just one weird hairless chimp running around. Chupacabra, baby. We already had one. <laughs> oh. You just got to go to Mexico. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let me say something nice about this movie. 
I like, I love Doctor Who, and of course we have Kay. the fourteenth Doctor. I don't fucking thirteenth Doctor. I think. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, doesn't matter. I f- I liked that this kind of felt like a sweary Christmas special. <laughs> because I liked that I thought it was a fun feature that the monsters were so dark you can't see them. Like that was cool, like absolute black. I like that as an excuse of like why we're not gonna because really you don't want we're we're always gonna bitch. We're always gonna bitch. So it's just like you just see the fucking stabby parts for the most part and the rest doesn't reflect light. I thought that was neat. I I I'm not I like the idea of them being so black you can't see them. However, you can't like the whole argument of like ooh the monster's scariest when you don't know what it looks like. That doesn't extend when you point the camera at it and just go, "Oh, but the light doesn't work on them, so you still don't know." It's going to look like that anyway. I like that they have a reason why they're not even going to bother with the fur or the eyes or whatever. I like Doctor Who, too. And these things absolutely look like some, like, very creepy Christmas special Doctor Who-ass villains. Good Doctor Who, not adipose Doctor Who. So them absorbing the blackness and looking like that sort of worked for me. I also get that it's it's a cheap animation trick and it allows yeah. them to, to – right? Keep the budget low, but I kind of thought that it worked. Yeah, they can literally just like I. I think they may have just had some big gorilla suits that were like neon green or whatever that they just green screened to black. Yes, two of them. If I if my reading was correct, brilliant, absolutely <laughs> fantastic. But they did have animatronic mouths, so they they um they credit some of the horror elements to the fact that they used like actual puppetry. And uh, and creatures as opposed to completely digital. Yeah. Okay. Which, I, the horror is supposed to be that the only thing you can see of these things is their multiple rows of fangs that that glow in the dark, and also go down their throat. That was fun. They have fangs I'm in their sick throat. of seeing glowing eyes. It was nice to see just fucking the the sharp bits. Yeah, and I liked the, the- initially. The, uh, oh, you can see their eyes glowing in the dark, and somebody says, I don't think that's their eyes. And they open their mouths, and you find out that, it oh, it's just the, the teeth at the edges of their mouth, and it, there's more of them now. But, like, does that mean these things, if we could see them, are just walking around with a giant-ass overbite on the left and right side? Because they're, they're, their eyes' worth of teeth are visible at all times, and imagining what that looks like if you could see the rest of them ruins all horror for me. <laughs> Kind of like, like a walrus. Hey, guys. Yeah, and it's, number one, they might not be blind. They just probably don't perceive. Like, they, like. They're blind. Nobody knows that. We don't even know if they actually travel like spores. Really? We're going to believe teenagers? We're going to believe kids? They operate via echolocation and scent. Right, but it doesn't mean that they're blind. Yeah, no, they're they're. They don't have eyes. It could be like how babies don't see well the until like said so. the what? The director said so. Yeah, he didn't in the movie. So maybe if he wanted that to be known, right, then he should fair. fucking put it in there. Because like there's there's too many scenes where it's inconsistent between they are blind. They are like they are borderline stupid blind, like headbutting a trash can because they can't figure out how lids work blind. 
And then other scenes where they're apparently capable of parkour while being blind. So, like, I don't. Right. Because of echolocation, right? They're Thank like you, a bunch of daredevils. Dr. J. Yeah, they're a bunch of fucking daredevils, but, you know, gorilla eerie with glowing up. teeth. Which, honestly, it would be a much cooler daredevil. I'm just saying. All right, so allegedly the aliens are our bad guys, but honestly, I don't think they are the bad guys. I mean, the movie tells us that they were going to populate the earth and knock everything out. With all that genetic diversity for 35 males. No, 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 no. (laughs) A stoned guy, a high college dropout tells us that. Yeah, yeah. The movie doesn't tell us anything. We don't know that he's a dropout. If you were like saying moving across country and your mom is in is driving the U-Haul and your family, the rest of the family's in like the car behind her, you stop at a, a pit stop, someone murders your mom because they think that she's some whore that's gonna repopulate the whole town. <laughs> Wouldn't you Get some fucking vengeance on the people that curb stomped her to the death in a fucking, like, urinal. I'm just not against the aliens in this. The first per- <laughs> Whatever the thing that popped out of the car was scared because John Boyega's like, I'm going to break into this car. And is a total dick. These kids were not in the right. Leave it the fuck alone. I'm not saying that they were in the right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm I- just... I totally at agree all. that these kids suck and that they were right. in the wrong at every point along the way. And I <laughs> I know that the director, I know that the things the children told us in the movie are in the movie's universe true. Because that's the movie that he made. I just think he did a really bad job of making that be the case. And that if you want me to believe these things, even if it is a movie about mostly kids, maybe don't have all your information be the wild theories of, like, 14-year-olds and stone 19-year-olds. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I can't believe them, because those are two non-trustworthy groups of fucking people. Right. Number one. Had we gotten to the end of this movie... And we'd been like, we'd thrown Moses in the back of the police van and the other kids were like, Moses saved the world from aliens, man. He's a hero, hero. And then we just smash cut to a black title card and say, in actuality, Moses was so stoned, he murdered four dogs that night. (laughs) Don't do drugs. And it was just the world's most insane anti-drug PSA. (laughs) It would have worked equally well. If smoking weed makes you act like those kids or talk like those kids you need not do drugs they're not for you try drinking okay i think what the movie was trying to do is show us kids that were in difficult situations and were shit but also that were complicated and could rise to challenges and show solidarity yeah, I know that's what they were trying to do. They just failed <laughs> completely. Right. Have you ever seen me try to do a cartwheel? I do something, but it's not what anyone would at first call a cartwheel. <laughs> you don't get credit for that. Nobody's inviting me to the Olympics. Many of the children characters in this movie, at least John Boyega and all of his crew, were supposed to think that they're these down-on-their-luck kids system. But for... Almost all of them, what we see of their life, these kids are just fucking 
cunt-ass posers. Yes. <laughs> Except for John Boyega, who's Except robbing Except for bitches. John Boyega, yes. All the rest of them seem like they're mostly doing pretty fucking fine. They, they all live in, like, the equivalent of the projects. Yeah, but everybody seems to have a caring adult at home except for John Boyega. Like, the one lady has the grandma, the other one has the strict mom, blah, blah, blah. Like, right. I, they all have to hide their weapons going. Like, it's, yeah, they may not have money, but, like, they're Four fine. people, single parents, right, and they and they have to have the kid trope of, uh, I'm just going out, mom, right? I mean, that's a fucking well-worn yeah, movie I'm, trope. I'm just going out to play soccer with my friends, Mom, and then they're going out right. fucking mugging people. Right. Don't trust your kids and hit them. If you find out your kid's mugging people, you got it. That legally, you right. have like, <laughs> One of them on the phone says, yes, Mom, I got the pizza. You gave me money for it. Like, no, they're not. He had going out fucking money for the night. You're right. not that bad off, kid. Exactly. Okay, like, they have fair. a fucking like. John Boyega, maybe, but, like, bro. Right. John Boyega, we see, lives with his uncle, who, as he says, comes and goes, mostly goes. It appears to be a pretty shit situation. He's lacking in any sort of parental figures. Guess what, motherfucker? You waited way too long to justify this shit. It was, like, an <laughs> hour into the movie. I it don't was literally care anymore. The last, <laughs> second to last scene of the movie, right before... He goes to on the fake suicide mission. Mission. Yeah. yeah. Also, okay. I guess we're, are we talking about the plucky teens? Is that what we're yes, talking about? We absolutely. have John Boyega, which what the f- Moses is his name. Yeah. John Boyega bombs. Yeah. Um. There's Squish. No. Past. Past. There's Past, who gets bit by one of the monsters when I think they're getting into the block. Yeah, I don't right. remember. Yeah, yeah it bursts through the door. He like gets weirdly horny for the doctor towards the end, and I hate every fucking minute of it. I'm just like, please stop. Please. I, I will say, him attempting to hit on Jodie Whittaker was the only, like, child dialogue I bought in the whole movie. Oh, really? Yeah, that was appropriately cringy. The rest of it, I don't know. If there's any listeners from the UK, is this like Hello Fellow Teens dialogue or is this accurate for how douchey-ass kids talk? I don't know. Please let us know. So a, a yes. lot of the lines in the movie are actual quotes from children that the director interviewed uh, that were in the age range. And they would say things like he explained the plot to them. And some of the lines in the film are their responses to the plot. I'm sorry, Breton. <laughs> I'm sorry. If, the, if these children are real children and you're dealing with these people, like, I'm sorry, man. I understand why y'all drink the way you do. Dave, I don't know that I'd shit on the language. I think it's it's supposed to be fairly accurate to the way the kids speak in right. South London. But also, uh, there was some hesitation about U.S. companies wanting to bring this over because they were worried that American audiences wouldn't be able to understand them. I, I, if I was supposed to buy that these kids suck, I did. <laughs> yes, I so did I. I didn't have an understanding problem, personally. The only plucky British child I like in this movie is the one who, okay, I didn't like him when he decided to go hunt aliens with his fucking tiny-ass dog, because what's wrong with you, dude? And he doesn't even <laughs> put it on a leash. So the dog, the dog dies. Don't it happens up. off screen, and I'm sorry. So I don't like that he brought his dog and it died, but I do like that upon his dog dying, he immediately decides that he is going to, in response to this, draw a katana and charge into an exploding police van atop his noble steed, which is a fucking moped, 
to murder aliens. This kid's dog died, and he immediately decided he's living out his anime moment, and I support it entirely. <laughs> yes, 100%. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. He should have died, because that would have been a better resolution <laughs> to that scene. No, you can be with your dog. So you didn't have to miss him forever. That's the kid whose head got popped off. Like an edamame. That was like my favorite death of when I thought that was done done really well. So all the kids are <laughs> in the girls' apartment while the girls are like ice skating to death a monster. Tanya Hardinging? Yes. And well, Tanya Harding had a bat. Well, her bodyguards said she didn't get her hands clean. She's a queen. Anyway, <laughs> while that's happening, they the one kid with the dog. What is his name? Someone give me his name, please. Dennis. Who cares? The kid with the dog, Dennis, whatever, his tall hair kid. He had a mo- his like motorbike helmet on while he was fighting and he gets knocked down. He's getting like half eaten and shit. And the monster clamps down on like his neck and shoulders and is just squeezing, squeezing, squeezing. And then his fucking head in the helmet pops off and like hits a door <laughs> into another room. Pinballs around the fucking it <laughs> was building. Ama- and of course, all the children are traumatized, but I was laughing. That was the best death they had in the whole ass movie. That was my favorite death. Are the kids traumatized because they act totally chill about all of this? I mean, they're pretty fucking reasonable when really they should have the worst PTSD. Oh, these kids are ready to fucking go. Uh, right? At the drop of a hat. An alien crashes in the park. And scratches their friend, they immediately murder it. They see a bunch more landing through a window. They all immediately go grab machetes and Horny bats and fucking murder. fireworks, which is a weird tonal <laughs> inconsistency. Also, can I say, let me tell you a cultural difference. That kid had a machete in his apartment for stabbing. My brother had a machete in his apartment because it was his poop knife. <laughs> he was going through really bad food decisions in college, and he had to have a poop knife. And like, hey, England, you got you're not having guns is showing. Are you guys yeah, okay? Yeah. Oh, the American version of this is 17 minutes long. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking the um, Goldberg Santa movie where all the rednecks are like, "Fuck yes, we've been yeah, waiting yeah. on this." Also, like, where was their vodka? If I'm sneaking out, the booze is coming with me. That's true. That's true. That's fair. Yeah. But also, as the dude who had way too many knives he would have had to pick from when he was going out to murder aliens, I'm well aware that that fucking katana would have broke the first time they hit anything with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got yeah. that at a mall. Yeah. You bought that at a mall. You spent $45 on all three of them with the wall hanger. Right. <laughs> that thing's snapping immediately. I I respect the um the little kids that came out with the uh, super soaker full of fucking gasoline because that's where I would have went. Yeah, yeah, they got a super soaker. Number one, it's called petrol. Number two, I hated those kids the most, but I was like, they're not going to fucking kill them because they're too young. Yeah. I mean, they're like two eight-year-olds that end up lighting an alien on fire with a super soaker and a firework, which I particularly enjoyed. I was like, okay, I can get down with this. Yeah, okay. So let's let me rant for a moment, because when I saw the trailers for this in 2011, I got the vibe 
that, yeah, there was a lot of kids in it, but I thought it was just sort of a general sci-fi-y, blockbuster-y thing. And that's kind of what I thought it was supposed to be. It's not. This is some Goonies-ass shit. <laughs> this is a half step above Three Ninjas, okay? This is a yeah. fucking kids movie. This is like a 12 to 17, this is like you have to take your younger brother to the movies. You take him to this. <laughs> So in that context, if that had been the fucking sales pitch they went with, Super Soaker full of gasoline's great. Fireworks are great. Baseball bat is great. But not when you're telling me to expect some blockbustery thing and these aliens are scary as shit. And then I see them firing literally $2 Roman candles at it. Come on, man. I've been <laughs> hit by those. They don't really hurt. Although, okay, I got it in movie's defense. 15-year-old Dave's grabbing fireworks. Right, I'm, for sure. Yes. I'm bringing Roman candles. In fact, when when he grabbed that, I go, I hope that's a Roman candle because he could just walk forward with it and fucking fire out. And he's he like, boom, yeah. boom. And I'm like, yeah, a Roman yeah. candle, baby. Yeah, although, again, sorry, my American's showing. I have way better fireworks, man. <laughs> the aliens aren't our only villains of the film. We yeah. also have our, our evil drug dealer, Hi-Hats. Who's the only one to use a gun? Yeah, he's the only one to use a gun. Really poorly. Not in the elevator, it's implied. <laughs> a scene we could have oh loved to God. see. Oh, my God. So angry about this. Hi-Hats uh, chases the kids down. Uh, the aliens show up, and he attempts to shoot them with his gun because he's super cocky, and this is an easy kill, bruv. And uh, he's too cocky. He misses all of his shots, and the aliens chase him into the elevator, and the doors close, and we hear screams and blah, blah, blah. And I'm mad because you're going to fucking kill this dude off screen. Right, right. And, okay, I wish you'd shown me it, but whatever. He got what's coming and moves on. But then, five minutes later, we see another character walk up to the elevator, and the doors open, and Hi-Hats is covered head to toe in blood, but otherwise still alive. And I don't know just what happened. There. Yeah, just standing there. And everyone else is dead. Let us see what happened. How did he do it? How did like right. the other the other two dudes that were with him are dead? Which okay, fine, but like, did he steal one of their gut? Like, I just have a million questions. Show right. me. How did Hi Hats survive? How did his hat, which is barely balanced on his head and covered head to toe in blood, stay on like that? Did he <laughs> pick it up and put it back on and readjust it after the fact? Because yes, he is that douchey. It's Velcro on with the do rag. He's got a secret Velcro circle, <laughs> and oh. then he just pops it right on, so it stays in. It's kind of like wig glue, or maybe you know like I mean? magnets, just some real weak ones. So Ooh. just kind of you know, just strong enough that it holds right. Like magnetic eyelashes. Well, I Casey, you wanted to say something nice early on. I'll say something nice at this point. Hi Hats is the only character that came across the way they wanted him to. <laughs> As yeah. completely irredeemable. He was sold as an irredeemable dick bag. I took him as an irredeemable dick dick bag. And the absolute best evidence of that is his rap. He's just the worst <laughs> goddamn rapper. Thank it's you. awful. And it was a great character trait to make me dislike him. If one I, of your jobs what? is growing what? weed, your other one can't be making music. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't make the rules. It's like the Christian rock of mumble rap every time, well, and I'm sorry. I don't sorry. think Hi-Hats grew the weed. I think he just owned the business. Ron did all of the actual If work. you're in the cannabis industry, you also can't have a music career unless you did the music career first <laughs> and it was successful. <laughs> it just doesn't cross over. I'm sorry. Fair. Get that snitch. 
Get that strap. Get that snitch. Blat, blat, blat. God, what? it's so what? fucking My God, dull. it's... Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, no, Hi-Hats was an irredeemable douche. He was bad at being a manager. He was bad at managing his plants. Oh, my God. I wanted Tell to fucking it, Casey, get in that green. Oh, my God. I wanted to defoliate. Like, you're not getting high because of the fucking quality of the weed. You're getting high from all the fucking total yeast and mold you're fucking smoking. Because <laughs> have way too much. No. No. So there's a there's a conversation that a character has with um with the guy from Shaun of the Dead Nick something and uh, it's two stoners having a conversation about whether or not there's aliens outside and it was perfectly on brand. I think I've probably sat at a dealer's house and gotten high and had that conversation about whether or not the weird noises outside were aliens and the probability <laughs> of it. So like, okay, I was I felt targeted. If you wanted to make this an action comedy, I think if we had centered, not maybe not centered, but put more of the movie around the stoned kid whose dad's car gets destroyed by a horny alien meteor and is just <laughs> trying to escape the situation and keeps getting drawn back into it, and the guy from Shaun of the Dead is in it, that would have worked. Yeah, if we would have had more cutbacks to them of mostly just being in the apartment, just like, fuck, I'm too high. <laughs> I did also appreciate that as um, Jody, what's her face? The doctor is sneaking out past like a huge group of the monsters that had just killed hi hats. And she's mm -hmm. like sneaking out the apartment. She walks by the room that the Shaun of the dead guys in and she's, and he's like, is it over? And she's like, no. And he's like, Ooh, good luck. And like closes the door. again. <laughs> I'm like, good for you. Boundaries make people respect your peace. Like you right. came up into my house. Like don't ask for my help. My shelter was my help. Yeah, and the stoner kid when they are getting Jodie Whittaker ready to execute this plan, um, tells her, "I'm sorry, I do it myself, but I'm way too high right now." <laughs> yes. Which also we know they just got locked up in here, which means he just smoked, knowing he would be too high to help with this plan. <laughs> I've done that where I'm like, oh, no, I see exactly where this is going. I'm going to make sure I'm taking myself out of it because he was like he smoked at the dealers. I think he smoked on the way to the car. Then he went back after he saw the car, got more high. That's true. The Sean of the dead guy. I think it was from then. He'd just been fucking blazing all night, man. I get it. All right. We could argue about why Rotten Tomatoes movie scores are wrong all night long, as I'm sure we will many more times on this podcast. But we need to get down to brass tacks and ask the question that we do every week. Jay, I'll kick it off with you. Starring John Boyega from 2011, Attack the Block. Would you watch it again? So I've I've not really watched uh, much with John Boyega. This is the only the second movie I've ever seen him in. Um, so uh, I didn't really care for him or his character. I thought some of the the side characters were a lot of uh, were, were interesting. I wouldn't necessarily say fun, um, but uh, there's some stuff that I should have liked in this. Like there's there's some interesting solidarity that they show, and like there's a scene where they explain to Jodie Whittaker that if she if they'd have known that she was from the block, they would have robbed her. And like I get that, I get that shit. That being said, I don't really know who this was for. I didn't. It didn't really strike the horror element for me. It didn't really strike the action element for me. 
I didn't find it the right kind of campy. I was surprised that they killed some of the kids, but I was for that. But not so much that I really have any interest in watching it again. Like, it was fun to one watch once. It really was. But I'm not going to watch it again. But Casey, what about you? 2011's Attack the Block, would you watch it again? From the way Dave described it to me last week, I was like, okay, this this is exciting. We're going to have, like, a plucky group of neighbors. Maybe there's an old guy. Maybe there's some young kids. Maybe they're, you know, like, I thought I was going to get a different group of people. I didn't know it was going to be little shit-ass kids, the main focus of the whole fucking movie. This isn't a me hating kids thing. This is a these are irredeemable little fuck of children. <laughs> You're not going to like them. If you have kids, you would not like these if they were yours. Um, And I was not impressed at all with John Boyega's performance. I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I'm just saying all they had him do was like mug at the camera and like look. Uh, uh, mouth slightly open like it was weird. Now. I liked him. The only other movie I've ever seen men was uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, which we watched for the podcast years ago. I liked him in that. I thought he had way more range. Like, and that's a a fluffy movie too. And it just, ugh. Jodie Whittaker was fine. Um, the the Shaun of the Dead guy was fine, but again, I was surprised at how much I liked the monsters, and I was definitely rooting <laughs> for them. But no, I would not watch oh. this again. I just, I could not sit through how much I hated the kids until like the last 30 minutes of this movie. No. Dave, how about you? You drudged this up I like did. the piece of fish that fell out of the basket in the bottom of the fucking grease trap. It's not good fish. No, it's not. Attack the block. Would you watch it again? Uh, you can eat that fish fillet. I, I look like I said. I I came into this expecting it to be kind of a generic blockbustery thing, and I I got way more of a Goonies vibe than I expected out of it. And I'm gonna make an argument that I've made the exact opposite of quite a few times before on this podcast, because this movie was rated R. Uh, it should have been PG-13. You should yes. have cut this down to a PG-13 and made the kids movie you were making. Instead of trying to make a kids movie that was also like, but the adults will have fun too. No, they won't. They're not gonna no. have fun, and I didn't have fun. I the only part of John Boyega's character arc I bought was when the girl he wanted to bank screamed at him that like this happens every time you're around, violence follows you, and you're starting it. And he for a half second looks like he's gonna grow, and then they don't kill off his character, and everyone hails him as a hero. And like, come on, man, just blow up the building. At least put him in the hospital at the end or something. I, I I, kind of agree with you. I like the character design of the monsters, even if I didn't really buy them as a horror. I don't get any of the reviewers that say there was horror in this movie. There was no horror to be found anywhere in it. Uh, they did some visual things I like, but overall, no. I don't think I'm going to watch Attack the Block again. I, I can't think of a single scene in this movie I want to see again. It just takes one, but there oh. is not a single one in this that really stood out for me. Is like, I want to watch that again, man. Yeah, nothing. Same. Same. So that is it. Uh, I, despite a 90% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, 0 for 3, 0% on shitty cinema. None of us are going to watch Attack the Block again. But listener at home, I don't know. Are we crazy? Where is the dissonance yeah. between us and these reviewers? Give it a watch and let us know. 
Well, that is it for our individual picks for the month, but we've got one more movie left. And you know what? I, the, the theme of the month is across the pond. It's not British movies. There are Fair. other nations over there, one of which is Ireland. <laughs> what? And in Ireland, there's a gentleman who really, really wanted to be in action movies. And when he started applying for them, was told, hey, you should really have, you know, some type of action movie credit that you can use as a demo reel or something. Who made his own goddamn Irish action movie for about a thousand pounds. Yeah. And that's what we're going to be watching next week under the name Fatal Deviation. Oh. Sounds right up our alley. Yeah, I don't entirely know what we're in for. I just know there's a wizard involved. Good. Stop while you're ahead. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Casey.Cinema. Like us on Facebook, sh.ttycinema. I don't know. Throw us a couple pounds and some fish and chips. I want a little Liverpool Paul with it on Patreon slash Shitty Cinema. Or PeepShittyCinema.com. Fuck, I said we weren't going to do accent. Check the show notes for those links. And in the meantime, let's turn out the lights. Fire some fireworks in an apartment building. Dave, I'm looking at yeah. you. And just go hide out in the weed room until it's over. Huh?